So there is a ton, a ton of research that goes into every single recipe that I'm making um, so that you can really feel like you're bringing the world to your kitchen. And I feel like that shines through on my blog. It's very clear that there's a lot of um, research and attention and appreciation that goes into each recipe um, so that you can really feel like you're having an authentic experience at home. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Alexandria Draskowski of the Foreign Fork. Alexandria, it's great to have you on the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, yeah, super excited to have you on as well. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Alex- Alexandria so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Alexandria is the owner and CEO behind The Foreign Fork, a food blog where she is cooking a meal from every country in the world. Alexandria be- began her blog after six months of traveling Europe and eating delicious foods in 15 countries. And upon her return from her travel, she got to work building her blog on nights and weekends while working on a full-time job. These days, The Foreign Fork is Alexandria full-time career. She received the Severe Blog Award for Most Groundbreaking Voice in 2019 and has been featured in BuzzFeed, Bustle, Elite Daily, Edible Arrangements, and many, many more. And now, of course, the IMCEO podcast. Alexandria, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? I am, and I'll add it to my list next time. <laughs> there we go. Looking forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> so um, to kind of kick everything off, I love everything you're building and growing, but what I wanted to do was just uh, jump in kind of like that time machine, rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yes, absolutely. So I um, talked a little bit about it in my introduction, but I'll give you more in-depth um, view. So I went to school Um, I graduated college in 2018 and I got a degree in professional writing. At the time, I thought that I wanted to go into um, book editing and working in the publishing industry. So I got my degree in professional writing. Um, And after I graduated, I went um, and studied abroad in Rome. I took some classes in Rome for three months. And um, after that, I backpacked for another three months. So over the course of that time, I visited 15 countries and it was absolutely amazing. It was the most traveling I had ever done. Um, But I did a lot of it alone. So after the three months in Rome, the next three months of backpacking, I did that entirely alone, which is something I was really excited to do. I really wanted to like have that independent experience. Um, but also when you're traveling for three months, you kind of want to make some friends. Um, and so every single country that I went to, I decided to take cooking classes when I was there as a way to, first of all, make friends and meet some people when I got to a new country. But then also I just thought that food was a really beautiful way to learn about history and culture. You can learn about geography and religion and pretty much everything based on the food of a country. There's so much that can be learned from that. And so I thought that that was a really fun way to kind of get an introduction to every country that I went to. So I did a lot of cooking during those couple of months when I was abroad. And then I came home and I had to be a real person that had a real job and I couldn't just travel and eat all the time. So instead of um, just 
missing that experience, I decided to kind of bring it home with me. And so I started um, my blog where now I'm cooking a meal from every country in the world. So I'm doing an alphabetical order every couple of weeks. I pick a new country. I learn about the history and the culture of it. I share that on my blog and on my social medias. And then I cook a few dishes from that country. And I've been traveling the world from my kitchen ever since. Nice. I absolutely love, you know, everything you've been able to build and grow. And, and um, I'm, I'm a big Whenever I like to travel to a place, I always like to try out the cuisines, the different foods, the different tastes and all of those things. So I love that you brought that to life and you've taken that experience and just kind of ran with it. Thank you. Yeah, it's the, it's the best part of traveling, in my opinion. Yes. Like other people travel for, I don't know, shopping or sightseeing and stuff. I do like those things, but I am entirely focused on the food for the most part. I'm always researching what restaurants to go to and the history behind the national dish and all of that stuff. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I very much so like to shop, but the shopping I like to just shop for is food, of course. So I appreciate yeah. you uh, being able to kind of do that. So uh, I guess, could you take us through a little bit more about the foreign fork? Tell us a little bit more what we can find on your site and all the awesome, awesome things that you're doing there. Yes. Okay. So the Foreign Fork is a food blog first and foremost. So it's a web page where I have recipes online. And so my main business proposition, the way that I make money for the most part on the foreign fork is through uh, ads. So it's mostly passive income. I work with an ad agency. And when people scroll through my website to read my recipes, I get paid for every person that visits my website. So that having the recipes online, um, that is a really big part of my business, but I also do some work with different food brands and also with some other bloggers and things like that. So for food brands, I'll work with them um, to use their products and make up recipes or do photography for them using their products and recipes. I do that frequently. And then I also sometimes work uh, as freelance making recipes up for brands or other bloggers, for example, some brands that, um, you know, if you flip over the package and on the back, they have a recipe written there about how to use their product in a recipe. I'm responsible for making some of those recipes sometimes. So it's kind of a two part business where I have the website and that is mostly what I focus on. But then I also have that other side. That's a little bit more uh, reliable when it comes to how much income you're going to make. And you can, um, I use that to, make extra income for the recipe development and those kinds of things. Nice. I, I love that as well. And as you kind of spoke to, I think you said you uh, got your degree and, uh, and, and expected to be, do, be and do the writing. I'm an, I'm an English major, so I'm always excited about hearing how, you know, the, the writing publishing, you know, industry and content creation has kind of manifested and grown itself into something completely different. So I love the different ways mm -hmm. you've been able to kind of build that business to generate those different streams of revenue. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, there's definitely there's endless ways that you can make money as a blogger. So I kind of tried to pick my favorite ones. The the ads on the website is pretty standard, but there's a lot of other things you can do, too. Um, but I really like the recipe development and photography and working with different brands to kind of promote cultural recipes using their products. So that's something I enjoy, too. So I like building it in. Yeah, absolutely. And now anytime I'm opening up something or I'm trying to cook something, I look on the back and I see that recipe, I'll look at it completely different because I had no yeah. idea that there was people that were actually creating. I was thinking it was the brands that were doing it all. Yeah, totally. <laughs> nice. So um, I want to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for yourself, the business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? I think that there, there are 
countless food blogs on the internet. There are so many different food blogs. Um, and a lot of them have very um, blanket kind of recipes. Like not a lot of them have really strong niches. And so I love that my food blog is kind of a project uh, in addition to having the recipes. And I also love that there's a lot of background and history and appreciation that goes into the recipes. I spent, because I'm cooking from different cultures, there's a lot of... Um, there needs to be a, a big level of respect behind that, where I do a ton of research on the recipes. I want to make sure that I'm making them authentically in a way that they're actually made in the culture. I like to make sure that I'm crediting people from the culture that I've learned how to make the recipes from. Um, lots of photography that highlights the correct way of making the dish. And then also ways that you can make this dish from around the world at home in America, even if we don't have the exact same ingredients. So there is a ton of ton of research that goes into every single recipe that I'm making um, so that you can really feel like you're bringing the world to your kitchen. And I feel like that shines through on my blog. It's very clear that there's a lot of um, research and attention and appreciation that goes into each recipe um, so that you can really feel like you're having an authentic experience at home. Absolutely. And I love that you use that word authentic experience. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? So something that I started implementing last year that I really have been enjoying is uh, this method of accounting called profit first. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it. Do you know what it is? Yes, I had Mike Michalowicz, the author, on the show too. Yes. So. Oh, you did? Oh, amazing. Yes. Okay, cool. I <laughs> I scrolled through a lot of your episodes and I've listened to a bunch of them, but I didn't see that one. So, okay, well, I'm sure he's spoken about it more um, in depth than I will, but it's a really great method for making sure that you're always turning a profit from your business and always making sure to pay yourself first and then working your expenses around that. Um, and that has made a huge difference in how I view my business has always been first of all, always being profitable and setting myself up for um, having a really good and easy method of accounting that I can easily follow because numbers, like I said, I was a writing major too, just like you. Um, and so numbers, I don't know about you, but they're not my strong suit. So having that book that really taught me how to put effective um, processes in place to make sure that I have everything covered, that has been really great for me for my business in the last year. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a phenomenal book. And I think, you know, it, it, to me, it's like a, a real sign of uh, intelligence to be able to kind of take what might not be a simple, um, you know, way to approach your business or an aspect of your business, but be able to make it simple so that other people can execute in many different ways. So I love that, yeah. um, you know, that book. And um, I had, you know, Mike was on the show, episode number 669 as well, too. So I, I love that you've been able to kind of take that and be able to hit the ground running. Because I think so many times when you're talking about blogs, podcasts, things like that, we sometimes will skip over um, the uh, the profit part and just have the enjoyment part and it becomes more right. of a hobby. So I love that you built that into a business. Thank you. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So it's a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. Um, I like to say it might be something you would tell your favorite client, or if you happen to a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. If I was talking to a fellow food blogger, um, I would tell them that from the start, focus on search engine optimization, SEO, um, that for anyone that has a content-based business, first of all, that is wildly important. When I first started my blog, I was just kind of 
writing whatever I thought was interesting to me. Um, and it took me a really long time to figure out that I need to be writing about things that people are searching for so that, um, when those people are searching for a specific recipe or a specific topic, they will be coming to my blog. And, um, there's quite, uh, maybe a year or two that I was, Oh, I won't call it a waste because I learned from it. But um, the content that I wrote for my blog in that first year or two, not a lot of it has been seen because not a lot of people are looking for it. I didn't name it the right thing or choose the right keywords to focus or anything like that. So um, for anybody that's starting in a content-based business from the ground, learn SEO before you learn anything else because it is so important to getting your business up and running really quickly. And even if you don't have a content-based business, even if you have a service, search engine optimization is still really important so that if someone when searching for a service that you provide, you're the first one that comes up on Google before anybody else. So definitely focus on that. So that would be my first one. Um, and then my other one, if I could hop in a time machine, time machine and say something to my previous self, I think I would just tell myself, thank you, because it's so easy to focus on all of the things that we should be doing as entrepreneurs that we're not doing or things that we want to implement that we haven't gotten to yet, things we want to improve on. And I have always been so hard on myself with my business and wanting to do everything and be everything all the time. Um, and so I would just go back to myself in the past and say, thank you, because everything that you're doing right now has gotten me to where I am. And I'm sure in three or four years, future Alexandria would come back and say thank you to present Alexandria for everything I'm still doing now. So I just want to have appreciation for past Alexandria for getting me here too. Yeah. And that's something that is sometimes taken for granted so much, especially for people that are, you know, like I'm talking more about myself, type A driven people that want to go to the next yeah. goal and the next goal and the next goal. Um, wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Alexandria, what does being a CEO mean to you? Ooh, okay. So I've been thinking about this question and I'm having a hard time coming up with a definitive answer because I feel like it means something different on every single day. Right now, um, I mentioned before we hit record on this podcast, I'm up at my cottage right now. There's my family, there's 30 people all hanging out. And I um, worked a little bit yesterday and I'm not really working today except for this podcast. And so today for me, a CEO means freedom. Um, but it doesn't always feel like that because sometimes being a CEO means having grit and having to work really hard to um, do the things that you want so that you can have that freedom. So I think it means something different every day. But I think today I'm really happy with not having to work and getting to enjoy my family on a random Monday. So today I'm going to go with freedom, but with a little asterisk because it's not always like that either. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I love that uh, perspective and that definition. I love that asterisk even more because it does change. It seems like like you, you mentioned from day to day, but sometimes from year to year and challenge to challenge yes. as well too, um, where you start to have a different perspective in, in a way that you look at that. But I think that's part of you know the, the, the beautiful part of the journey and the not so beautiful part of the journey that it is being a CEO. Uh, <laughs> entrepreneur business owner. Awesome. 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 Well, Alexandria, I truly appreciate that definition. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things that you're working on. Of course. Thank you. Um, and I appreciate your time as well. It's been really fun to be on the podcast. Um, so if you are interested in checking out the blog, it's uh, www.foreignfork.com, like a foreign country. Um, and then I'm also on 
Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, all of the social medias. Um, my handle is at the foreign fork. And each week, about every two weeks, I pick a new country um, and I share fun facts about that country every day for two weeks and also some recipes that go with it. So if you're interested um, in that, in looking at the blog content, those are the best places to do so. And anybody that is interested in like photography services or anything like that, um, my email is alexandria at foreignfork.com. Or even if you are wanting to get into food blogging or blogging and you want some advice or help or some guidance, uh, I am definitely a fan of paying it forward. I had a lot of help in the beginning. So if anybody's interested um, in you know getting a little piece of advice here or there, I'm happy to answer your emails too. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much, Alexandria. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. So I appreciate the value you provide today. Of course, all the value you're doing as well. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you so much. And your podcast has been really wonderful to listen to, too. You always have a lot of value. So I'm happy to add to it today. It was really fun. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.